Welcome everybody to uh, Real Dudes Podcast. Today we have a special guest on the show today. It is Israel Wright. <laughs> too kind. Oh, it's all good. So you may know him uh, from YouTube Gameology, uh, doing some React. You may have even uh, seen him on Twitch. But uh, today we're going to have a nice little interview of how he got started. So how are you doing today, Israel? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. We, as I'm sure you know, you were there. I just had a great stream this morning. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we were started playing Subnautica, so it was good. It was a good time. Yeah, and lots of gifting going on, too. Oh, my gosh. That was really kind of unprecedented. It was really, for those that don't know, I mean, like, you can give gift subs on Twitch. And so uh, that we had quite a few generous people come in and drop some, like, 10 and 20 gift sub bombs. And I was very overwhelmed. I had my hands on my head in disbelief for long periods of time like i don't i i asked um ellie bell is another is, is a friend of mine and who's influenced me a lot in my streaming career and and i you know sometimes you get that kind of imposter syndrome where you think like why are they giving me these they don't don't give me money i'm not doing anything but she's she reminded me that like what you're doing you're already giving them something it's, they're giving something back to you you know it's not like they're paying you like all right make me entertain now you're already doing you're already doing something beneficial to them. It's why they gave the gifts up. So, you know. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah, You're already yeah. putting it out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, cool. So, you know, how long has, like, your video game playing history gone? Is this, like, a recent thing, or is this... Oh, man, playing video games? Yeah. I've been playing video games since I was, like, four years old, man. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I uh, I remember, the. I think, the very first video game that I think I ever played. Somebody asked me this on stream today, actually. They were like, what's the first game you ever played? And I think it was, like, Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man. It was an arcade tabletop game, and uh, it was at a pizza place that was just down the street from where I grew up, uh, kind of just outside Lancaster, California. And, uh, and I remember that very distinctly. I remember looking down, you know, and having the joystick and stuff like that, and I'm going to arcades, you know, remember when arcades were a thing, you know, I, back before they came back and became got, arcades. I was about to say, they came back a little bit. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, that was like the first game I ever played. But I mean, like the first system I ever got was a Nintendo, an NES class, you know, classic NES system. Yeah. Here old we go. school. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and we had, you know, we had Zelda, we had, um, we had Mario Brothers, Excite Bike, uh, you know. Uh, what is it? What's the ice one? Ice climbers. Yep, ice climbers. Uh, yeah, ice climbers. Yeah, all those classic games and stuff. So yeah, I've been a gamer from well, wait, not not way way back because I suppose I I played a little bit of like Atari, you know, twenty six hundred, thirty six hundred, whatever like that. But I that was always somebody else's system that I was like playing at their house, you know. But uh, the NES was like the first one, and then yeah, I mean it was NES. I had a Turbo Graphic sixteen back in the day. I never got the Sega. The Sega was always like the grass is greener oh. on the other side system. I'm like, I always want a Sega, Sega Master System, Sega Genesis, you know. And I never could get the Sega. I always had the Nintendo. I had a Nintendo, Super Nintendo. I had a Turbo Graphic sixteen, and then I graduated to the PlayStation One, and then I've been a PlayStation guy ever since, you know. <laughs> okay, wow. Yeah, yeah, Sega. I'll say the controller for Sega, man, is different. It's yeah. very different when you hold it. It is. It feels different today. Like it felt different when your hand to a ten-year-old's hands or a fifteen-year-old's hands. It feels very different, you know. Yeah, it was kind of like the first Xbox, the first generation Xbox. If you ever had that controller, that beefy thing, yeah, like a yeah. Twelve, thirteen-year-old. That's like, why would you need this? Whose hands are this big? You know? Right, right. It was a little forward-thinking, I think, because I, you know, now I feel it. Now I, I hold it in my hands. 
I'm like, I can, I get it. It like fills up the hand. You're not like crimping, you know? Mm. Uh, but back in the day, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like this isn't made for a 12 year old, you know? No. The average 12 year old. <laughs> not saying there aren't 12 year olds with big hands out there. I don't want to, for all the big handed audience members out there. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Probably not a whole audience there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we just lost all, we just lost them all. Oh boy. Oh, well. We we got a few minutes in. That's okay. That's, That's right. enough. That's, That's enough. right. That's all we need for the al- for the algorithm the listens. Exactly. And then, uh, so did you did you miss the, like the Sonic train then? Since you didn't get yeah. to see you, oh. yeah, I missed the Sonic train. I, I missed the Halo train when it first came out. You know, um, I uh, I missed a lot. I I kind of you know I jumped around. I moved around a lot when I was younger. And then at a certain point, both parents, you know, my parents got divorced when I was at a young age. So I moved back and forth between the two and then they never had a lot of money. So we, I had that, I had that super Nintendo for a long time, you know, and that was it. Uh, and then, you know, eventually the PlayStation came along, but it was always other people buying me the games and not, uh, not me buying the games. I didn't have a job for the long, all the way through (laughs) high school and stuff. I didn't have any money. Um, and I was never good with it when I did, you know, so uh but yeah i missed uh i missed uh the the sonic stuff all the all the genesis stuff all the sega stuff going up uh i did have a dreamcast though i had a dreamcast okay. in college and so i got in on that game I had seaman and uh you know uh, a couple other ones that was fun that didn't last very long crazy taxi was like the big one on that one for me i was Ooh. living with some other guys in college and that was the fun one to drive around and do the crazy taxi stuff so uh but so yeah i jumped around a lot and then and then Xbox, yeah, a lot of X. I've I've never owned an Xbox, but I've played certain games for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Halo, I missed out on a lot. I played Knights of the Old Republic. That was the big one for me on Xbox. I played that on an Xbox. You know, I haven't. I've been a console gamer most of my life. It's only this mm-hmm. last year when I really started getting dedicated to streaming that I decided to get a PC. And then I kind of went all in, and I spent a bunch of money just to get like a nice setup and stuff like that. So. Gotcha. So what, why the change from like console to PC? Was it just like the game availability or? Oh, it was, uh, it was, I think it was just a, uh, uh, versatility for the, for streaming. Uh, there's a lot more tools that you can have like uh, OBS and Streamlabs OBS and all the programs you get, all the bells and whistles and stuff like that. And, you know, a uh, better mic and cameras and all that kind of stuff. I think it's just, and I feel like a console is like living in an apartment. And then, like, a PC is like living in a house. You know, you get a lot more options. There's a lot more upkeep. There's a lot more responsibility. But you do have a lot more options to upgrade and remodel and stuff like that. So oh, For sure. <laughs> I didn't even, so, you know, I didn't even know the whole the whole console and PC thing was really confusing to me. But now I kind of see, like, it is. Like, a console's, I mean, it's basically a computer, right? Yeah. Nowadays, the consoles are, uh, and they're, they're getting more and more versatile and stuff like that. But, um uh, you know, when somebody asked me, like, do you play it on PC or console? I actually still, that's still, I guess maybe for mods and stuff like that for PC for certain games, it would be better. But I'm like, mm. well, what's the difference if I play, you know, uh, Battlefield on a PC or a console, you know, and stuff. So I'm learning a lot, uh, you know, about the whole PC world, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. When, uh, when I first started, like, just building PCs and stuff, um, I didn't really get the whole difference between the console and PC version. This was like, I'd say between 2010, 2013. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until that point where like my brother would buy a game on Xbox and then I'd buy the same one on PC. And then we would compare how they would look. And we started mm-hmm. to find that at that time, PC had sharper 
graphics and textures than any console. But as of recently, it's kind of balanced out a little bit, I think. Uh, yeah. From what I, I heard about. that I heard that Xbox is done making consoles. Like that, the Xbox that the Xbox the Xbox Series X is going to be their last console that they're going to make, and they're just going to do it's going to be like streaming stuff and PCs and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Well, that that kind of makes sense a little bit. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, that's kind of you know what they said about Windows 10, and now we have Windows 11 dropping here. Yeah, in a minute. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, this so. one has an 11 on the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So we'll see. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting. Well, cool. Uh, so got the switch to PC, and then how long have you been streaming on Twitch? My well, uh, I first my first stream, a- Amy Daddy's War is my main mod and and best friend would say I think it's February nineteenth, twenty nineteen was the first stream I ever did. Okay, like ever, and that was Horizon Zero Dawn, and that was on my PlayStation in the living room, and I just wanted to try it. I got a cheap old PlayStation camera and. I just, you know, I had a mic and stuff like a headset. So I was, I just did it, you know, I didn't do it consistently and stuff, but the official anniversary of when I started dedicated, a dedicated stream schedule is March of, of 2020. And I actually started at the beginning of the month. I actually started it before everything got shut down that first time. And, uh, so I'm guess I'm, I glad, I'm glad I did because I didn't have a lot, a whole lot to do at that time. So, uh, but yeah, March of 2020. Okay, nice. And then when you started, streaming what what kind of what kind of challenges did you face just starting out just starting out i mean um really trying to like the one of the biggest challenges was uh like being authentic and staying true to what i wanted to do you know and uh sticking to the things that i could control you know when you kind of put like some of your results and some of your goals can be like i want to get this many viewers or i want to reach this many subs or this many followers a lot of that is outside your control when you're streaming. You just do what you do, and if people want to follow you, they follow you. And if they don't, they don't. There could be any number of reasons why someone follows or, or unfollows, you know? So the to stay focused on what I could control, my two big things are being authentic and having fun. You know, uh, if I choose a game, I want to choose a game that I'm having fun with. If I'm talking to somebody or interacting with chat, I want to be just authentic, and I don't want to try to put on a show. No, I don't want to put on a show in that, you know, like uh, – what I'm doing, I'm doing to get people to like me or to get people to stay or whatever. Like I don't put up, it's a good habit to like, I don't put up my viewer count on my OBS, you know, or on Twitch, you know, I don't know how many people are watching me at any given time because I'm just doing, doing what I'm doing, you know, and if people want to stay, they stay. And if they want to go, they can go and it's all good. You know, So that was one of the big ones. Um, you know, when I first, I actually started trying to keep a consistent schedule January of 2020 and I stopped for a while. I did it for January and I stopped for the month of February because I realized what a time commitment it was. Uh, and so I had to take a step back and I took February off and I was like, do I really want to do this? You know? Uh, and so I made the decision in March to, you know, it's a big time commitment. It's, it's, yeah. it's a, I only stream 15 hours a week and mm-hmm. I can't imagine being a full-time streamer because uh, I fancy myself a, a content creator, so I want to make YouTube videos and podcasts and all that kind of stuff. And that all takes time to to create and all that kind of stuff and put out there. Um, and I'm not even doing like editing and stuff right now. I have uh, Amy's my main editor right now for that, you know. So the time commitment, you know, and 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 working all that into my schedule, that's that's a that still remains a challenge and stuff. I'm trying to offload 
this, that, and the other thing, just so I can re- leave time to like, like I gotta write a podcast episode after this, you know? Ooh. So, uh, so it's the time thing and then, you know, being authentic and stuff like that. And then when I got a computer, that's like, it is like a house in that there's so many responsibilities and so many different nooks and crownies and things that you have to consider technology programs. You know, I don't a Mac up until that point, like a laptop. And that was about as savvy as I was on, on a computer, you know? Mm. Uh, and so learning all the pro I still have so much to learn, you know, when it comes to, I can, I can get myself off the ground and I can press the stream button and I can do a few of the overlays and stuff like that. But, uh, other than that, you know, uh, and also, I think one of the challenges, speaking of that, is to be at peace with the journey and like understanding that there will always be something more to learn. There's no there there. There's no arriving. You'll never have achieved or, or learned everything there is to know about streaming. It's always just a constantly evolving thing. And I like lists. I like checking blocks off. I like being done with things, you know. So creating that structure in my mind of being like, this was good today because I got this done, even though it's... I have 10 more things to do tomorrow. I can rest for today. Okay. That's a good way to look at it. (laughs) It's it's actually very good advice just to do what you want to do. Have fun with it. Uh, Don't do something just because everybody else is. Because if you're not Mm -hmm. having fun, then, you know, it's it's not going to make people want to come or even stay. Yeah. That's pretty good. (laughs) Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. So we got those. And then now that you have a nice little following on twitch you have a pretty nice little community so can you talk about how you set the tone for the kind of stream that you would like and then also the kind of people that even come in yeah yeah i mean the you know everything i do like i'm a christian and so everything i do i want to come that a whole authenticity thing like the tos and the rules that we come up with i want to be an outgrowth of that kind of stuff the principles that i live in my life and uh you know that's kind of like that set that helps to set the tone so like you know we're very wholesome we don't allow any cursing or anything like that you know dang and heck is about as bad as we get on the stream you know that's good <laughs> yeah yeah and and of course you know some of the big ones which you know should be should be standard you know but maybe aren't uh, uniformly across like you know we don't no harsh language there's no sexualized language whatsoever about man, men or women you know uh there's, um, you know, being polite, being respectful. Uh, you know, we don't we don't talk about politics on the stream. I I am involved in my own way in the political realm, you know, and stuff. But I don't I don't talk. That's not it. That doesn't belong on stream. You know, there's other places for that, and uh, you know, it can be it's 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 passionate and it can be divisive or it can be helpful. But it's just not my stream is not the place for that. You know what I mean? And so little things like that. And then also <laughs> being sticking to my guns when it comes to things. I slip up sometimes and, and my, my mods and Amy uh, are very good at like, remember you said you weren't going to allow that or, you know, cause I'll slip up sometimes and they, they're good at like, so having dedicated mods that will remind me and keep me on track, that really, that really helps. And once that kind of core group of friends, uh, you know, and happy fam members kind of, once they kind of stay and more people kind of start coming in, it really starts to support itself. You know, like there's been things that like on the discord in particular, where uh, I haven't been around and somebody will say something, you know, cursing or sexual or political and other members of the community will be like, you know, that's not allowed here, you know? And, uh, and that's really, really cool. So this community starts to kind of uh, 
self-correct, you know, and stuff like that. And all you got to do, you know, or that, what I try to do is I just try to be consistent. I try to keep interacting. I try to keep being available and of service to people. And I think, you know, eventually the right kind of people will eventually stay. Cause there, who knows how many hundreds of people have come into the stream and been like, no, oh, this isn't for me, you know, this, or uh, this, I want to, I want something different, you know, and I'll never know. And it, and it doesn't matter in the long run and stuff, but the, the right kind of people will stay as long as you can create like just a clear message and you can be consistent with that, with maintaining the TOS and stuff like that. Well, nice. And it, and it does really help because a lot of people are just looking for a, a, a spot to just hang out and chill out because, you know, we, right. we know there's a lot of things going on around the world. We're, we're aware of what's going on, but it's just yes. nice to <laughs> yeah. have a little break. Exactly. So And so can you talk a little bit, too, about uh, how you also manage interacting with uh, people who are watching the stream? Because you have Twitch, you have YouTube. Do you have any other spots where people are coming into chat not right now actually i think on youtube i think we actually stopped chat i think we turned it off because it was becoming i'm i'm multi-stream on twitch and and youtube simultaneously i want to actually do more platforms just because i want to create a bigger footprint but for now you know as much as i can i want to point people to if they want to interact i want to point them to the twitch chat they can like hop in from there um and the other ones it'll be just kind of like a it's a tv show that you're just watching you know um so uh so yeah that's for now it's just the twitch chat stuff and i think one of the reasons i i wanted to multi-stream is is i just want to create that bigger presence you know the internet's such a big place you know and there's there's i think i heard the number there's nine and a half million streamers on twitch you know uh yeah and i mean now most you know a very minuscule amount of those are actually kind of get those numbers up there like the you know, they, the, what is it? What's his name? XQC, that guy. And then Twit and Ninja and all, no Ninja left. Did, did he leave? Well, a couple I, people just left, man. I, I'm not sure. Cause to be <laughs> honest, in, in my Twitch realm, it's like really small people. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that I, do. I, don't, I don't know anybody that's, that's high up there. Yeah. Professor Broman is probably the biggest one. Dan's gaming. Okay. I, I mostly, I mostly try to watch those guys because they have been streamer for a long time and they, they have good standards and practices that I want to kind of, it's good to watch people that are like bigger than you so that you can kind of like try to ascertain like, why are they, why are they successful? Why are they getting these numbers and stuff? Cause it doesn't seem maybe at first glance that they're doing anything different than I'm doing. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so it, it's, it's good to watch, watch those guys for that reason. But, um, but yeah, I, uh, and then, you know, I, I've been listening to, I don't know if you know who um, Devin Nash is. Devin Nash. I've heard that name a couple it. of times thrown out there. Yeah, he, he mostly, he doesn't stream anymore, but he mostly just does YouTube videos. And he's like, you know, he owns an agency and he does like marketing analysis and branding analysis and ad, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so he looks at the numbers and stuff uh, and, you know, who knows what the future of streaming is. You know, you think Twitch is so huge right now, um, but... Uh, it seems like the higher ups, you know, maybe in the in the in Twitch, maybe just you know, you hear a lot of problems, you know, maybe, and maybe it's just because they're big and mm. there's just a lot to do and, and things fall through the cracks. But you also hear about YouTube gaming. He talks very highly about YouTube gaming and how the CEO is like he interacts with people on Twitter and he really seems to have a different mindset about how to grow, you know. And, and YouTube's a different environment, so it's not just Twitch; it's just the live streaming. YouTube has the videos obvious that's what it's mm -hmm. known for they also have youtube gaming and they also have you know 
uh, a couple other tools that content creators can make. And so I just want to make sure that I'm not like uh, ever like super married to one kind of platform because I want to be able to move and pivot if I need to, because this I want I want content creation to be my career for the rest of my life. You know, so I it's time to really like learn how it all works, you know, in depth, you know, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. Getting the tools for success there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, nice. So we talked a lot about Twitch. Now the question that most people are going to be wondering really, and I'm even wondering it myself is one day you and Cameron Fath somehow appear on Gameology. How in the world did that happen? Oh, <laughs> was yeah, it just like what... <laughs> sitting at somewhere and just get a phone call? Like, Hey, you want to come on? <laughs> Well, sort of. I uh, there's a, there's an organization out here in Los Angeles called VME. It's Veterans in Media and Entertainment, and it's a great advocacy group for veterans, current, and former military. Uh, they do a lot of different programs and classes to help out military people break into the industry. You know, writers, producers, actors, directors, all that kind of stuff. And and it's a good organization, you know. And I think that they are based elsewhere and stuff, but LA is kind of where they got their start. But um, yeah, I know I, I, I have a, I had a contact in there and I got a, I got a email one day saying, Hey, they're doing this. You want to do like a video game review thing? You know? And I was like, that sounds great. I mean, I was in the military and I love video games. So, uh, and Cameron got the same, he got the same call, you know, or he got the same email. And so we met up, I think the first time we shot, we filmed was like June, June or July of last year, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, man, it was just the rest is history, you know? Cameron's a great guy, you know, and, and he and I really vibe and I consider him a friend at this point. And, uh, and we really had just had really good chemistry and we love doing it. So they just kept on calling us back. And I think our videos, uh, you know, not to boast or anything, but like, I think our videos are one of the more popular reaction videos that we get on Gameology. And there's like, there's like 30 plus videos of us on there right now, <laughs> which is yep. really weird, you know? Uh, but yeah, that's how I kind of got started. And then now, you know, Cameron and I have a podcast as well. It's called the pop culture field manual. And, uh, we just talk about crazy, the crazy intersection of military and entertainment, you know, and, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, he comes onto the stream sometimes he's doing school right now at the time of this recording, but, uh, he's got a lot on his mind, but who knows what will happen in the future. We definitely want to keep working together and creating cool stuff for everybody to enjoy, you know, from the kind of military entertainment perspective. So nice. So how did you guys uh, start that podcast? Was it somewhere like in the middle of vi- filming Gameology stuff that you're like, hey, we got this idea that we want to do? Or Yeah, that's kind of how it happened, actually. Somebody approached us who had seen the videos and just reached out to us. He's like, you guys are have this really great chemistry. Do you, have you guys ever thought about doing a podcast? And I had never thought about it because I didn't know anything about podcasting at the time. You know, I know a tiny bit more now, uh, but uh, still not very much. And he's like, hey, I would love to partner with you guys and so we got together and had a few meetings and stuff and we got the equipment together we actually film it uh in my living room right now if you watch the videos on youtube that's my living room we put a put some lights up put a table up and bring my chairs out you know we just we just you know talk about whatever you know so uh so that was really cool i really out of the three things that i'm trying to do right now you know the the streaming the youtube and the podcast I mean, it's a run and gun battle for which is my favorite between streaming and podcast because I really like doing the podcast. It's just, it's just like this. It's just mm-hmm. me and Cameron just hanging out, talking about stuff. We do a little bit of prep beforehand about what we're going to talk about, and then we just let it fly. And so, 
you know, I think, and I, as far as podcast beginnings of podcasts go, I don't have much to compare it to, but I think it's doing pretty well so far. So. Yeah. It looks like it's doing pretty well. I was, cause I don't really listen to too many podcasts cause, uh, it's just my own thing. I'm more of a visual kind of guy anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the first episode that I watched you guys, the first one that you guys had uploaded, I was like, I'll give it about 10 minutes. And if it's not going where I think I want it to go, then I'm just going to, going to head out. Yeah. And eventually, you know, I'm like three or four videos in by the time I catch up, I'm like ah, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> oh, I'm glad, man. I'm glad you enjoy it, man. It's uh, it's in a constantly evolving art form. So hopefully it'll get better and better. Oh yeah, for sure. And you guys talking about like Star Trek and Star Wars and like oh, yeah. Lord of the Rings and things like that. I'm like, man, I would have <laughs> never guessed. <laughs> I know the army takes all kinds, man. Like he's a, you know, Cameron's got, I'm people have listened to it. You know, he's got the Balrog tattoo on his forearm, you know, and then I, I grew up watching Star Trek and Star Wars and all kinds of stuff. So, <laughs> so what's the, what's the, your favorite Star Trek film then? We're, we're favorite Star Trek film? Yeah. Man. Going off uh, script is a, a touch. That's okay. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, I, I love it. I love start going off, going off script for the sake of Star Trek is, is worthy. Um, now, now, are we talking like of all the films that have been made? Like, of, a, you of know, all okay. the films, yeah. Man, I don't discriminate I mean, here. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, we take all kinds here. Um, I mean, I, I, I suppose because I grew up watching The Next Generation, like the first Contact is really good. Uh, I thought that was fun. I love Alice Krieg as the Borg Queen, you know, and and uh, you know they did a good job of emphasizing Data and Picard are my two favorite characters on from the series. So. I, I love that they had that, you know, that, uh, and, and Patrick Stewart's just such a phenomenal actor, you know, uh, I mean, like, I guess just to be like a follower and, and, uh, and a pogue, uh, like, you know, the Wrath of Khan is amazing. Yep. Uh, okay. There you, you know. go. But I didn't grow up watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, get, get that out there. My bona fides, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, I didn't grow up watching the classic series. And so mm. I'm sure when that movie came out, the, the fans of that series, when like Spock dies and stuff like that, oh, just I'm it affects me, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine must what it must have been like watching that in the theaters and stuff like that. So uh, that's definitely that's definitely a fun one. I remember going to the theater like I think the first Star Trek movie I saw was The Voyage Home, where they go back in time and get the whales, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I thought that was super cool because I'm like time travel and there's whales in it and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, probably First Contact uh, is probably in my heart. And then just so I can keep my nerd card, you know, Rathacon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was the first one I actually saw. Cause... Rathacon? Yeah, Rathacon was the first oh, one cool. I ever saw. Uh, it... How old were you when you saw that? Oh, man, I don't know. Eight, nine? Okay, when wow. I first saw it. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, we had my my cousin that – actually, no, he doesn't live up in Akron anymore. But my cousin, when we would always go up to, to their house, you know, maybe once or twice a year, we'd always have this uh, DS9 – marathon so we would just watch a lot of ds9 so we got just well i got into star trek just watching that a little bit and a little here and there from my dad and then uh, it got to a point where my dad was like okay it's time to introduce you to the movie (laughs) so so that was like the first one we had and we had like a viewing party like we had i'd say about two three families over just to watch the wrath of khan really yeah <laughs> like a, a whole big thing i remember that's awesome it was, it was a nice nice night so that was my first introduction to like the films mm. and then it wasn't until 
recently where I started watching The Next Generation because a lot of people say that's a really good one, and it is. I'm about five, six seasons in. Mm. It's really good. I really like The Next Generation. Saw a little bit of Voyager and, you know, watched DS9 through about three, four times now. (laughs) (laughs) DS9 was great, man. They really... They really kind of went for like some real serious and kind of darker stuff, you know, especially after the war started with the Dominion, mm. you know, I, I thought in my opinion, like Voyager had its moments, you know, some really good episodes that I can remember, but all in all, it was, it kind of, it didn't really grab me kind of like DS or uh, start uh, next generation did. Yeah. You know? I will say it took a lot longer to get into DS9, the next generation, because DS9 is a pretty slow start. Being- yeah, it's like and the second like, or third like, season. Second, second or third season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, before things really pick up, whereas Voyager's like you're, it's it takes off. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, let's. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll probably have to edit. Enter- wait, thoughts on Enterprise? I I didn't really. I got hmm. I got about a, a season into Enterprise and life took over. I moved around. I think I was in college and stuff like that. But uh, you know that one kind of doesn't get a lot of love. One one thing I I went to a convention once in Colorado in Denver. And the guy who played uh, the doctor, uh, I forget his name on Enterprise. Because uh, was the do- was that the doctor that was also in like Stargate Atlantis? He played like a half wraith. Oh, I didn't. I don't know. I never watched the Stargate series. Yeah, it's <laughs> like uh, so. That's all the time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know but, what? Get out. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, uh, if you have time, yeah, definitely check out uh, Stargate, the Stargate series. Right, right. Atlantis is my favorite. Still working through SG One for the first time. But okay. Oh, by the good. way, sorry. Just to finish the thought. Yes. Yeah, so he, yeah. I saw him. I saw him. That guy at a, at a convention, and he mentioned that you know back in the DS Nine days and the uh, um, the Next Generation days, the episodes were like fifty minutes long, 50, mm-hmm. 52, 53 minutes long. Uh, by the time they got to Enterprise, they were about thirty eight minutes long or thirty nine minutes long. Like, there was a lot of commercials, but so that, you know, you think, remember, like, they would have an A storyline and a B storyline, you know what I mean? They'd have a lot going on per episode, yeah. and sometimes just character development storylines, you know? It didn't have any effect on the major storyline, but, you know, you get to Enterprise, and it's like, that that really does affect how much story you can tell. I th- I just mm-hmm. remember that being a really interesting point he made, you know? Okay, yeah, I've only got three episodes in to Enterprise. It's just taking a little longer. Like, I like mm-hmm. the idea of the formation of Starfleet. And how that mm-hmm. all got together and their SOPs that they're trying to get into place. Uh, but yeah, I just couldn't hold on mm-hmm. to something about it. But I got to get back into it. Got to try it again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then, okay, so we talked about the podcast and that good stuff. Fantastic. Um, and then just a smidge a bit about, you know, what are some of your most favorite of games of all time, I'll, I'll say of all time. Maybe not of, of recently, but of all time. Like, what are some of your tops? Tops. Uh, Chrono Trigger is the first one that comes to mind. Oh wow! Okay, starting off yeah, strong. Super Nintendo. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to work my way forward in terms of my timeline and stuff like that. I'm trying to think of like regular Nintendo games. You're like Metroid was fun because I didn't back in the old days. I didn't beat a lot of games. I would play them for a long time but then they eventually they'd get to a difficulty level and i just stopped playing because i just i couldn't beat it you know metroid was one of those nintendo classic nintendo games that i actually beat and i felt remember feeling very proud about that and then about you know like it had a great replay value you know because then you could get like she takes she has the suit off and you find it you know uh samus is a woman which was like an awesome like reveal kind of at the end you know 
yeah, blow my mind. <laughs> um, but uh, but Chrono Trigger, uh, and then working forward, I remember first play, my, the first time I played Resident Evil, the Resident Evil One, you know, and uh, just what a what an amazing experience that was. Final Fantasy Seven, you know, kind of yeah. one of the big, obvious big ones, you know, <laughs> but it, it just has that place in your mind, you know. Uh, and then it's a lot of blur. It's a lot of blurry memories of the, like the PlayStation Two era. I can't really remember if there's like a, a lot. You know, I remember the now going to the PlayStation Three. I remember, um, uh, well, Knights of the Old Republic was great. That reveal yeah. with Darth Revan and stuff was just. And you, you know, they're making they're doing a remake, a yeah. remaster of it. This is awesome. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Uh, PS Three. I remember the first time I saw uh, Bioshock like blew me away i'm like what is this game it's like that water sh- one of those like seminal moments you know what i mean um dead space dead space has a special place in my heart because uh that was right when i was out processing for the military you know so i had a lot of time off and i was kind of transitioning away this is like 2009 you know okay. um, yeah. really man just an amazing i would play it alone at night in the dark always i was never played it never played it during the daytime Cause it was just so it's such a great scary kind of crazy experience you know uh <laughs> and then and then more recently like i always say this that's the first one that the first one that comes to mind when people ask me on stream is uh hellblade senua sacrifice because it, it, it came out of nowhere i remember i was mm-hmm. in colorado for christmas um i forget when it came out like 2016 or something like that um maybe 2017 but yeah yeah my brother mentioned it i'm like what is this and I launched the trailer, and and then I was like, I have to play this game. And I played it as soon as I got back home that year. And man, it's just it's just such a touching story, like just so sad, and like the stuff that she struggles with, and and uh, just the way that they made it, made the world, and the gameplay, and the story, and stuff, just all came together to create this really just amazing experience, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, those are those are some of the top ones. The twenty eighteen Spider Man game really blew me away. We played that on stream so good just so much yep. fun uh and and a really great story too you know um but uh i'm looking around ghost of tsushima is great but i can't <laughs> i can't say that i can't say for sure because i still haven't beaten it you know it's kind of fell by the wayside you know but uh yeah those are some okay. of the top ones that i've, I've really enjoyed uh, okay so they're the top ones you have any straight up stinkers that you you played it and you're like oh why did i even oh uh, yeah fear three is the first one because i love the okay. fear series Ooh. fear first for what is it first encounter assault recon you know first person shooter but it's a horror kind of horror atmosphere alma the kind of grudge looking girl who's like a, a you know psychic wraith kind of and yeah. i played the first one i loved it and then i played the second one and i really really liked it uh and then i played the third one and they totally dropped the ball it was not fun it wasn't engaging they took my favorite character from the second one I think his name was like Michael Beckett. Beckett was his last name. And they basically make him like a piece of exposition and then he explodes, literally. <laughs> like he gets he gets possessed uh-huh. by, you know, by this spirit guy and he, you know, vomits all this information and then, you know, he can't his body can't handle it, so he explodes. And as like that was like my favorite character from the second game. You just totally just dumped all over him. And in favor of like frontman. Like the guy doesn't even have a name. The character from the first and third game doesn't even. Have, he's just called Frontman, and he has no story, and he's totally uninteresting. And you know, and so I think it was a different company that made the third one, and so maybe that was why they handed it <laughs> off. It's like, oh, that was so disappointing. You know, uh, 
Um, I'm trying to think of other games. If a game if a game doesn't you know appeal to me or if it's not very good, I I try to do a brain dump on it pretty quick. But uh, <laughs> that one left like an emotional scar. You know, I was so embittered. <laughs> no. Like, how could you do this to my character? You know, and it's like not anything that any. I don't think I don't know if any other gamers that are like, yeah, Fear Two. That's my favorite game. You know, it's, I love that one. You know, um, but uh, it is kind of funny what you know what what leaves the mark and stuff but uh uh, i don't know you know there there were a lot of like mega man one the first mega man for the nes way back in the day oh wow i just remember being just so punishingly hard like that i just couldn't you know Mega Man. every mega man after that for some reason i didn't have a problem with but man that was just so difficult you know and uh you know golden eye not that not it's not a stinker but like I, i now i'm thinking of like things that have left an emotional impact on me like i used to go after high school with two of my buddies and we would just drink Mountain Dew, eat chips and dip <laughs> and play Goldeneye uh, for like hours and hours. And you just, you know, you just can't, you just get so angry. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't, I wish that I feel so ashamed. Yeah. I'm like, it's just a video game, but it's like, you get so mad, you know, when somebody gets, you know, you know, uh, odd job and you can't fire, you can't hit him and he slaps you to death, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I totally forgot yeah. about that. Oh, <laughs> odd job. Cause he was shorter than the other yeah. character. And he couldn't, you know, he couldn't aim at himself. Uh, but yeah, those, uh, it's, uh, I've liked most of the games that I've played and the ones that I haven't, I've, I've erased from my memory. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And then now we got, so you've been introduced like, uh, does stream chat like kind of tell you the not tell you but like give suggestions we'll say with new games that that they would like oh, you yeah. to try so oh, have yeah, you found yeah. any that you're like oh i've never thought about trying it and now that i have it's actually pretty good well stardew valley was uh one that i never knew about and then that was the suggestion i think i actually think ellie bell was one of the ones i think i saw her playing that but uh you know most of the games that i end up finding out about are from like chat or the community and stuff um you know, uh, I, I want to play through like the, the Call of Duty series, you know, uh, all the all the all the way through, you know, the Black Ops and, and Modern Warfare and all the different, uh, you know, iterations of that stuff, because that's like something that my community has really they grew up playing, you know, they grew up playing all the Call of Duty and stuff. And the whole military angle is probably what probably brings them in to to the stream, you know, uh, but um, I'm trying to think like, well, I mean, Aqua, I mean, I've been gifted a couple games and we played subnautica today i'd never even heard of that somebody i was looking for another game to play on friday mornings uh to transition away from stardew valley and somebody suggested they gifted subnautica and subnautica uh sub below zero sub-zero to me okay. uh yeah yeah and that was that was like that was like super nice you know of them to do that somebody gifted me uh, a copy of uh um what was it uh uh now i forget uh i was about to say no pressure they may be listening yeah yeah right yeah exactly <laughs> i better not say it because then i won't be remember i won't remember who gave it to me uh but i've been gifted a couple games that uh it's just super super hunt showdown i haven't played that yet but hunt showdown is never a, heard of that one. one that's like first person shooter kind of survival but it's team based you know mm-hmm. uh and uh, it's got more of like a like uh, old west kind of feel like steampunky kind of weapons and stuff like that but okay. uh, that's when uh, uh, harvey larvig another streamer uh that we're kind of connected we're kind of associated i'm gonna play on his stream tonight uh but um that's one of his favorites you know uh so oh mass effect oh mass effect is i never played mass effect 
you know, and I totally yeah. missed that whole, I missed that whole train. Mm. And I'm, I'm so glad that somebody was like, you should play Mass Effect. I'm like, yeah, I, that's like a, a sci-fi video game classic. And so we're playing through that now on Mondays and, and uh, it's, uh, it's super great. I'm so glad that somebody said that, you know, mentioned that to me. Apex Legends is another one. Okay. Uh, and I'm totally addicted to Apex now, you know, and I've even, you know, somebody has, uh, there's one of member of our community, Hogabow has, has given me like, he's, he used to be like a pro player, you know? And oh, so really? he's given me like that. less. Yeah. He's a, uh, uh, Darian Chen is, uh, if you ever want to look him up, but he was like, he's like an old school, uh, competitive player and he doesn't, he doesn't compete anymore, but boy, that's been such an amazing experience. Uh, I haven't been able to like really sink my teeth into a game like that in a really long time. And I've never been a competitive, like first person shooter, like battle Royale player. Mm -hmm. Uh, but this one I really like, you know, Titanfall two, actually, now that I think about it, I never knew anything about the Titanfall two campaign. We played through that on stream, really great story. And then there's like, Oh yeah. Apex legends takes place in the same universe, you know? So, uh, so that's been another one. Uh, I'm real, I'm so thankful for my community. Uh, you know, there's a, if I ever have a question about anything, <laughs> You know, I mean, uh, I can I can ask and and uh, and uh, it's just it's really cool. It's great to have their their support and uh, and their kind of insight. And then a lot of them are younger than me. I, I turned uh, I turned 41 yesterday. Uh, and so I'm a little bit older than a lot of my I'm almost old enough. I think some of them I'm old enough to be their father, which is really weird. Uh, but, <laughs> That's got to uh, be different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I dig it. It's just kind of an oddball thing to say to realize, you know. Uh, but I'm thankful for their, you know, like, you know, the stuff that they're growing up in, it's a people essentially don't really change in terms of, you know, uh, the, uh, in terms of being into certain things, cause you're a certain age and the current culture that surrounds you kind of take that stuff in and especially like humor, you know, all the memes that I've seen and, and, uh, and videos that people have shown me. Like I get, I, I think they're hilarious. It's, it's just like, wow, this is all right. So this is what the kids are into. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Now, last, well, uh, lastly, you know, if, if ish, you ish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you ever thought of? Now, this is just me personally. Have you ever thought of like getting into like VR gaming? I know it's like a really new kind of thing, and it doesn't really have. I'll say games like Mass Effect, where you have like the fully fleshed out, ten to twenty hour storyline kind of thing. But have you yeah. ever thought about it or? done it before i've done i mean i've done a little bit of vr uh not like anything like super super in-depth you know a little bit of the star wars vader you know game or or you know whatever simple stuff you know yeah uh vr doesn't really appeal to me all that much um i guess maybe maybe just because i'm 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 focused on other things you know and i know that there's you know getting the headset and getting all the infrastructure in place and stuff like that maybe you yeah. know in marketing, oh, yeah. I'm what you would call a late adopter. Like, <laughs> after everybody has tried it and been done with it, I'll be like, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, I get that. So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it seems. It, I mean, I've had my own. You know, a lot of the sometimes the VR you get sick. You know, but yeah. I've had. They have the. I think it's called the Void, which is uh, you know here in LA. They have it all around the world, but it's that's the whole thing yeah. where you got headset and then a backpack with a battery pack, and it's got a whole body sensor. Uh, thing so I've done a few things like that that are fun uh, but for any length of time I don't know I think after a while you know start the headset starts to weigh on you your eyes start to hurt you get a little queasy and stuff so 
maybe I'm just turned off to it for those reasons, uh, you know. But hey, maybe when the technology advances, you know, and everybody else has tried it, I'll, I'll give it a shot, you know. Well, fantastic. <laughs> well, nice. Well, last thing that uh, last question that we always like to ask, like, do you have any advice for those who may be listening about who want to be content creators or who want to be Twitch streamers? What, what kind of advice would you give them? Someone who's just like interested or thinking about it? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say do a lot of research into the why, you know, why do you want to be a content creator? What what specifically try to be specific about what you want to do and and why you want to do it and do a lot of research watch people like you know harris heller and devin nash are two guys that have helped me out but do your own research on on you know on do youtube like why be a streamer why become a streamer the hardest things about becoming a streamer and just take all that information in and see what hits you uh because you know it's there's no uh it's it's a it's a lot of work you know uh and there's no guarantee of success you know and you have to really define what success means to you you know, because if it's, uh, if it's something kind of like amorphous, like I want to be, I, I want to be successful, I want to make money doing this, or I want a certain number of followers, or, you know, uh, a lot of times it could be something, you know, like I've had to, I've had to struggle with the question of like, do I just want people to like me? You know, do I need some sort of validation? Well, I don't want to get that from streaming. I don't want to get that from being an entertainer or being, you know, a host or anything like I want to get that. I get that from God, you know, I get that from, from the word, you know, and I get that from, uh, my own Christian journey and stuff. So that's, that's the validation. That, and so then why be a streamer, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, be, and be realistic, you know, Devin Nash is, is a great guy for those kind of, you know, he, they'll, they'll give it to you straight, you know, and they'll say like, if, if, uh, you know, if it's not working out or if you're doing this, but you're not willing to do this, this, and this, you probably shouldn't stream because you're not going to be successful, you know? Um, I, I, I love, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, in supporting people and, you know, encouraging people and stuff like that. Um, but I'm never going to say like, you know, no matter what anybody says, don't let anybody, don't let anybody stop you, you know, and stuff like I, I got, I get that. I get perseverance and stuff like that, but you also have to have a lot of self-awareness, you know, uh, and be able to know what your strengths and weaknesses are. It's okay. Everybody has strengths and weaknesses, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, but you really got to get, I think, the, the why behind your, your you know, the, the deep, like the hardcore baseline reason of what, what do you really want, you know, uh, is something that you really, you know, you have to really cultivate. And then, you know, uh, it's a job uh, in that there are many aspects to it. Like when, I, when I'm on live on stream, um, that's just one part of it. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like being an actor. I pursued acting pretty ardently for a time out here in L.A., and to be on set and to be saying the lines and action and cut and stuff like that is like 10% of the work that you do as an actor. The other 90% is, you know, uh, you do getting headshots, taking classes, uh, have, you know, doing meetings, looking for an agent, uh, you know, uh, creating relationships and advertising yourself and try to create an online presence and all that kind of stuff. And all of that are each of those are categories that have their own levels of research and depth to them. So you take time with each one, you know, and you try to carve out that space and stuff. So, uh, those are like some of the big things that I would say, uh, um, uh, you know, to, to think about, you know, um, nice. Yeah. 